are not basic bitches. We are the Gem Girls, your guide through the realm of shitty 80s animation. As you're no doubt already aware, we usually take you on jaunts through the Gemisphere. But instead, this week we are piercing the veil between planes of reality and starting a brand new campaign into the land of Dungeons and Dragons to talk about, you know, Dungeons and Dragons. You know, the cartoon. I am Fighting Woman. That's a D&D reference, in case you didn't know. Hakuna Matitis. And I am Dandy, actually a D&D class, Orifice Jones. Wow. <laughs> uh, I know, I love it. And this week... <laughs> We are discussing season two, episode five of the semen 19... Two? Semen two? Did I say semen two? Okay, let me, <laughs> let me just take it. Let me just uh, take that entire thing again. Uh, okay. And I am Dandy, actually a D&D class, Orifice Jones. And this week, we are discussing season two, Episode 5 of the 1980s animated Dungeons and Dragons show. Mm -hmm. uh, for all y'all non-goblin stinkers, also a thing in Dungeons and Dragons. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. I love it. Uh, for all y'all non-goblin stinkers, Dungeons and Dragons is the fantasy role-playing game best known for turning young children into human sacrificing <laughs> Satan worshippers. So true. <laughs> yeah, so true. And it's right up our Diagon Alley. And I know that was a Harry Potter reference, but whatever. I couldn't tell uh, the difference. Yeah, I know. You're useless. Uh, anyways. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> JK, I value you and appreciate you and your yeah, love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cat's already out of the bag. That's true. Um, <laughs> anyways, parents actually did think D&D &D would turn their kids evil. That is a thing from the real world, which is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, thinking the game would turn them evil and not just keep them in a perpetual state of virginity, which, personally, if I had kids... I would think that's the darker fate. I'd rather have my kids be evil than be virgins. <laughs> yeah, and like never leave their computer in the basement having empty Gatorade bottles filled with their pee. Yeah, you know? which is what... <laughs> all virgins are like that. <laughs> I'm just saying all people who play like role-playing games are like that. I'm being an asshole. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, yeah, I forgot to mention earlier, you're also an asshole. Uh, wow. <laughs> so are you. You said it. That's true. I'm the larger <laughs> asshole. <laughs> anyway, um, I agree with you, Michael. Uh, that would be much darker if they were virgins. Anyway, the game was adapted into an animated series in 1983 basically taking the general themes and concept of D&D &D and throwing a bunch of kids in the mix. Co-produced eh. Co by Marvel, the show ran for three seasons and follows the adventures of six kids transported from an amusement park into a hellish realm filled with creatures that want to kill them as they try their hardest to return home while sort of helped by an omniscient troll. For real, that is the plot of the show. Yeah, uh, Dungeon Master, basically a troll. Uh, the episode mm -hmm. that we'll be covering specifically, though, is called Day of the Dungeon Master, and according to Lord Jujul, this is the <laughs> one where Dungeon Master lets Eric wear the garb, but Venger attacks and puts all of Eric's skills to the test. Uh, to the test, singular. Um, which, honestly, that, that sounds like nonsense, uh, because I don't know what like the garb they really reference there is. Uh, so if you aren't familiar with the show, which at least one of us isn't, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a bunch of nonsense, and nonsense really is what we do. So yes. here we are. Uh, also, shout out to Wizards of the Coast, who streamed the entire series on Twitch recently, which is where we're going to say we saw this episode and not illegally on some random like, website. Yeah, we would never. We are law-abiding citizens. We're good people. We hate piracy i hate pirates more broadly <laughs> i hate the pirate from last up the last episode of gem we watched oh yeah 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 pirate pierre writer's name, name was yeah but i'm sure like most pirates were slave traders too that's very true but also rum runners uh-huh i just wanted to say rum runner <laughs> I mean, rum is good, though. We like rum. Rum is good. Rum is good. Rum is good. Also, rum runner sounds like bum runner, which also sounds very funny. Oh, my God. Know what else is very funny to, like, untrained ears? Dungeon Master. And, like, yeah, how much they say true. it. Yeah, very true. 
That is very, very, very true. So yeah, that's a great segue. The episode, as we said, is Day of the Dungeon Master. Uh, and yeah, Dungeon Master in the show is basically this little like troll creature who's also mm-hmm. kind of like God. Yes. Yeah, he's their friend and mentor, but like he's more than that. That's how Wikipedia described him, though. Oh, wow. How ominous. Yeah. And he gives them a lot of important advice, but doesn't always help them. Exactly. And he can. Uh, And one thing I'll bring up now, we'll get more into this into the show, and I'm pretty sure they've confirmed this in the show, or at least in the show's broader mythos. Like, Dungeon Master can send them home whenever the fuck he wants. Like, the whole point of this show is them trying to get home out of this hellish realm filled with monsters that want to kill them. Uh, but Dungeon Master is like, no, like, uh, I can't do it for you right now, even though secretly he can. Well, yeah, and he does say in the opening scene here of this episode that every action has an equal or opposite reaction. I'm paraphrasing, but basically, like, if he does something, there might be broader, grave consequences in the universe. Yeah, all right, fair, 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 fair. So maybe it's like, I can't send you guys home. That would tip the universal scales out of balance and cause more harm than good. Yes. He could fucking I mean, say that, I mean, that's what he says. <laughs> yeah, he's <just laughs> fucking with them. He's, geez. Yeah, that might be part of it, but he's also fucking with them because he's not telling them shit. Anyways. Yeah, he, he likes to watch little kids be chased by demons. Honestly, he kind of gives you that vibe. Like, his physicality, <laughs> it, seems, it seems like he'd be into weird shit. I'm not maybe saying, like, he's into that, but it looks like he'd be into weird shit. Well, he winked at the end of the episode. He, like, gave us a wink, the audience. Oh, I so... I thought that was mad creeps. Right, right, right. So you know he's, like, a little... He's a little voyeuristic, and he's into it. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I know you're watching. <laughs> well, he is the dungeon master. That's very true, very true. Again, to the untrained ear, sounds like, you know, sex dungeon master. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, the actual episode opens up. We're on, like, an ice cap setting, and this uh, these bunch of kids are being attacked from base by basically dinosaur hornets. Dino hornets. That's exactly how I describe them, too. Perfect, perfect. Uh, and they're all kind of getting attacked by these bees. And there's, like, what, eight kids? Uh, there is Hank. He's, like, the blonde Aryan leader type. Uh, <laughs> and he has like, he's the ranger and has this energy bow. Uh, there's Eric the Cavalier, who is the spoiled rich kid who also has a magical shield. Um, Diana, who is the one person of color on the team, uh, she's and the best. And honestly, she is the best. You're right. Uh, She's the acrobat. And honestly, I do think they did Diana dirty because she basically gets a stick. Yeah, but as Wikipedia describes it, she carries a magical staff which can shift in length from as short as a few inches to as long as six feet. So, Mama's a grower, not a shower. Okay, fair. Uh, and I, you know, love that. But compared to everybody else, that's like a stick that grows larger than it seems. And like, other people can, like, make a magical force field or have an energy bow that literally does anything. Yeah, but she has a greater strength of character and she's very acrobatic and she can, like, spin that stick around. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, don't get me wrong. Diana is dope. And I've actually watched this show. I'm not going to say a fair bit, but I've seen more than a few episodes in my day. And I remember one episode where it was kind of like this thing where, you know, there's uh, the whole group was getting ticked off one by one by these dangerous situations. So, like, one person would be like, I have to stay behind and, like, do this. So that was happening in succession. And Diana's was basically, I have to battle this, like, group of demons uh, and I'm, like, a badass acrobat who can do that. And I was like, that's pretty cool. And all these other kids would be total pussies about it. For sure. Like, Cavalier, Eric, whatever. Like, he's useless. Presto. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fucking nerd. The magician whose gift is pl- is pulling useless shit out of his hat. And, like, by chance, he might pull out something useful once. But not usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, the other girl, Sheila, she is the thief, who has a magical cloak which makes her invisible. Uh, which also, they don't do it too much in this episode, but basically anytime she puts on this fucking cloak, it'll be like a kind of a horizontal shot or view. 
and the monster will be charging at her. She puts on the cloak, and the monster, you know, charges through her, and she appears behind them. And it's like, how did that bitch move that fast? Like, the cloak doesn't make her intangible. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it could, like, briefly put her outside of our timeline. Oh, like, very, she's true, there, very true. Like, very true. in overlapping, I don't know. I don't know time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then also there's, like, little boy who is uh, Sheila's brother. He has a magical uh, club, which is one of the, like, there's basically two badass weapons. There's, like, the energy bow and the fucking club. And, uh, yeah, this little kid's got it. He makes earthquakes with it and shit. Uh, there's Uni, Uni, oh, the unicorn. Yeah. yeah, fucking Uni, the unicorn, who just makes really weird noises the entire time. <laughs> but she's Bobby's pet. And, yeah, that's her significance, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't like Uni. Uni's always <laughs> popping off and saying shit in that weird, you know, like, half neighing, half baby noise. It's like snarf. It's snarfish, it's true. Um... Yeah, then there's a dungeon master who, like we said, is the group's friend, mentor, slash little troll gnome thing. Yeah, yeah. Potential sex offender adult friend. Uh, he's also, <laughs> he's like their, like, you know, mysterious guide, basically. And then we have Benger, the force of evil, who is apparently dungeon master's son. I know, I know, I know. He also has a su- cool, like, side horn. He does. Yeah, I like the side horn. I was like, maybe he used to have two horns, and you know, one horn got broken off. But I like the I like the single horn. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't have anything to say about that. Oh, okay. But- I th- I think I don't know. I like a good I like a good asymmetrical look. You know, like a good <laughs> asymmetrical headpiece. <laughs> and then uh, we have his sidekick, uh, Shadow Demon. Yeah, he's literally a shadow. A demon. shadow demon. Yeah, yeah he's like yeah. a demon ghost. Yeah, a demon ghost who like follows people around, does shit. Uh, anyways, to back to the episode itself. So the kids are getting attacked by these dino hornets, uh, and the dungeon master basically kind of comes through and yeah, does he save the day, or maybe the wizard saves the day with like a yeah with a with a fan. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, that made so much sense, but anyway. Right, 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 right. And, uh, yeah, Dungeon Master rolls through, and uh, the Cavalier, Eric, kind of bitches at him of like, yo, dude, uh, it seems like you always have more important shit to do. I would kind of do your job way better. Uh, and Dungeon Master, my boy DM, is like, you know what? I want to take a vacay. You're on. You can have all of my magical powers. That's pretty, that's pretty great. Pretty great, uh, pretty great. It made Eric eat his words, and, like, from the first second I saw him, I knew he was full of shit. Yeah, That boy's yeah. all talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, so he gets these spiffy uh, robes. Uh, so I also want to point out, yes, I, I realize what the unicorn sounds like. He kind of sounds like a Smurf deep-throating. Oh my god. That's, like, honestly, we'll play a couple sound effects of the noise he makes, and, like, that's the vibe I got. Very well, Cavalier. I accept your offer. Huh? Uh, excuse me, Dungeon Master, but what offer is that? Why, to make the Cavalier Dungeon Master. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, wow. I never realized I would ever have that image in my head. Uh, oh, really? That's weird. <laughs> Um, but yeah, during this whole opening scene, we see everyone's powers, and I gotta say, I did love the lasso. It just, it just seems like it can be anything that he shoots at stuff, and it turns into whatever is most suitable for the Yeah, job. yeah, yeah, the bow, the bow, you said lasso. Uh, which oh, it's well, like, it turns it into looks, a lasso. It does, it does anything. It, like, literally fucking makes a cushion for someone to fall on, or, yeah, wraps around you and shit. Uh... And yeah, it's, I think it's kind of unfair. Like everyone, like like I said, Diana got a stick. Yes, uh, Diana got a stick. I don't think she used it at all in the scene. <laughs> yeah, no, she <laughs> she like, yeah. Poke him. <laughs> yeah, she rarely uses it, and for aside from like jumping and around and stuff. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, Eric the Cavalier is now in full um, dungeon master mode, and. 
OG Dungeon Master, OG DM, if you will, is basically like, yo, you now have like all, you're all powerful, so you gotta watch out with that universal balance stuff, as we explained earlier. Yes. Um, and yeah, they're basically like all the group is kind of roasting Eric, telling him like, you know, you are very incompetent. Yeah, I kind of uh, love that, how they all just kind of <laughs> shit on him for a while. Like, no way <laughs> this guy can do this. I have no faith in him. Yeah, they're like, he is a mess. Like, he can't even do card tricks. He fucks everything up. He knows nothing. Um, so, yeah, they're pretty doubtful that this is going to go well. Um, so, anyway, the dungeon master tells them that they have to seek a city called Dark Haven to find the golden grimoire. Right, and everyone in this show pronounces grimoire like they have a Brooklyn accent. So it's a lot of grimoire. <laughs> grimoire? For real, literally everyone says grimoire. I, I did hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was surprised you didn't know what a grimoire was. It's a, you know, a wizard's book. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not a good witch. I'm not a, yeah. I'm not a witch yet. Technically, I think for a witch, it would be a book of shadows. Um, I think grimoires are more magician wizard related, but I could be wrong with that. Okay. I would rather have a book of shadows. That sounds really dope. It does. It does. I like a good grimoire though. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I don't know. I'm between the two. (laughs) Um, so basically dungeon master tells him that he has to take his shield from him and that from here on out, knowledge will be his shield. Right. Right. Which is, you know, very cryptic and may prove to be uh, true later on. Very literal. Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, so later they're all walking to this dark haven place and everyone's, you know, continues to rip on Eric, telling him he's useless. Uh, Even the unicorn. The unicorn kind of joins in. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And this is where Eric realizes, he's like, oh shit, like I could probably send us home now that I have Dungeon Master's powers, uh, which again points to the fact that OGDM probably could, he just doesn't. Right. Uh, and they're like, oh, right, we have to get um, to Darkhaven to get the Grimoire. And this is where they have the thing of like, uh, you know, what's a Grimoire? And I was like, you know, if these kids learn like witch history in school, they don't know what a Grimoire <laughs> is. Well, also, it's Eric's turn to call them stupid. He's like, you guys stupid or what? It's a book of magic, doy. Right, right. I think it's because he's rich and all rich people have a little bit of magic from the richness. Okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? They can, like, buy the power. Yeah, yeah. It's like how rich kids do better on the SATs because they can afford all the preparatory work and stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um... So, yeah, basically, they're like, yeah, we have to go get the grimoire because them will know how to get home. Because Eric, at this point, doesn't know how to do really anything intentionally. Yeah, you see, the, um, the, um, the useless moniker they've applied to him is actually pretty accurate, at least for the time <laughs> being, because he's kind of useless. Yeah. Uh, so they arrive at this very, very fascist-looking castle. no. Yeah, the, no, all the castles look fascist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is just one of two. Um, it looks super ominous, super evil, and this is where some single-horned, diabolical master, as he's called, Venger, lives. Right, right, because um, our boy Shadow Demon had been watching the whole exchange about the Grimoires, like, oh, I'm going to go tell... My, my master, Venger, which I was like, I don't, I don't know, but it's like, Venger, it, is it a brief for Avenger? Yeah, it could be like Venger, Vengeance. Oh, uh, yeah, Vengeance, probably more. Yeah, that's what I took it to be. Um, but yeah, honestly, I love the Shadow Demon. I think it's pretty cool. Dude, Shadow Demon's cool. I think Venger's pretty cool, too. I think his, like, flying black horse, who is, like, hella deezed, is such a cool... <laughs> Like, whip, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm kind of, like, on his side. I'm, like, a little Team Avenger as well. And so this show, like, it ran for three seasons. Uh, 
but there was like an unaired finale that was supposed to be part of it. And I think it kind of got more into, um, you know, like Venger's backstory and his like, you know, uh, being the son of Dungeon Master. I think he has a little bit of a redemption. Anyways, I like Venger. He's a little fabulous. He's pretty evil. He's cool. Yeah, for sure. It's He's also like one of those characters that are kind of like evil gay in a sense. Right, like how exactly, a lot of exactly. cartoons he's, do that. Yeah, he's fabulous. He's fabulous. He's got high cheekbones, and <laughs> he's thin, keeps in shape, definitely a homo. <laughs> Lives in a castle. Yeah, wears cloaks. Exactly, exactly. It's not even a sun cloak. It's just a regular cloak. Yeah, and has a servant who calls him master. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not exclusively gay, but that does intersect quite no, often. No, but, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. It's kind of gay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's like how at Pride, there's always, like, the kink part of it, too. Right, right, right. Which apparently is Gen Z is, like, very anti-kink at Pride. I, yeah. That's that's very interesting. I, like, I don't know. I'm, like, kind of not here for it. It's like, yo, like, what is your issue? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like... Yeah, I don't see the issue. I don't see why they're making that problematic. Yeah, like, I just, like, don't understand. Because it's like, if you aren't into that, cool. No one's asking you to partake. If you don't want to see it, like, all right, then, like, just don't go to those spaces or where it might be. And I, I understand, like, you know, Pride is public and, like, the Pride's a public space and it could be anywhere. But also, like, chill the fuck out. It's not hurting anybody. Yeah, I wonder if they're, like, f- they feel like some of the people who participate in the public nudity and the kink aspect of it or whatever are cisgender white men. Dude, but straight like they, white men. How can you say that about everyone in the kink community? Like you don't know that. I know. I'm just saying. Like I just I'm trying to imagine what their issue is with it. I have no like I I am not super well versed into the Gen Z argument. I've always just heard that like you know <laughs> via memes and the like uh, that they're against it. <laughs> uh, I but I just that's, that's how what, I heard about it. Too. Yeah, let's be honest. Um, but. <laughs> I just don't, yeah, I don't get it. And I, like, I, I kind of imagine part of it was to make it more accessible, like, to, like, everybody kind of thing. Uh, but also, I don't know, I'm of the opinion, like, pride isn't for everybody. Yeah, I don't want, I don't think random, like, straight families, like, it's weird that it's just, like, a spectator thing, like, the parade there's something weird about that for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel. And you. then, like, we should not be like appeasing people who like want to make pride more palatable. Exactly. To... I don't. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I don't give yeah. a shit about that. Um, also, because I am a super fan, uh, I think Bob the Drag Queen was like. It's also kind of like an act of like trying to police other people's bodies, which like mm-hmm. they can do whatever the fuck they want with their body. Who cares? Yeah, I kind of like how everyone's just out there doing whatever they want, and it's totally fine. Yeah. That being said, I though, know. I will never forget this, and I think this is, like, a good, an example of, like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Uh, I remember at Pride seeing, like, a grown-ass man dressed <laughs> up in, like, a pretty, like, skimpy, but also maybe not necessarily sexy. He was also, like, not, like, he was a chubby dude. Uh, baby outfit riding like a tricycle around and i was like i don't know whose pride that is you know i don't know what i don't know what there is to be proud about a grown man just <laughs> a baby on a tricycle representation matters okay oh, for what for whom <laughs> babies adult babies adult babies adult babies uh i don't like it i personally am not here i don't know if adult babies are on the ever-expanding lgbtq plus spectrum uh but i'm i'm gonna say it i'm here for them not to be i'm on the record i'm on the record with that one (laughs) yeah or those guys who are just like totally naked like you just see like dick yeah that's and i think that's probably part of why people are saying like these things like they don't want kink i think that kind of falls in that category and i agree i'm not asking to see some old dude's shriveled dick just out in the (laughs) open but again like whatever who cares it's just a dick you know yeah and here's the thing like you only see them 
like walking about i've never been to an event where they're just like naked people or like i don't know uh, it's it's not something that you see all the time. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and they do just kind of do a little walkabout together, and it's like, oh, okay, hey, you're there. Uh, I'll know to avert my gaze from your general direction <laughs> for the next, like, 30 seconds until you're out of sight. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they just, like, strip down for, like, 10 minutes or something to, like, get it out of their system. I don't know, dude. I think they're, like, there like that for a while. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like, these people look committed. Like, they're <laughs> usually old as fuck and seem to be pretty into it. All right. Well, that's fun. I'll read about this later. I shouldn't just get my news from memes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, news memes. Anyway. News memes. Honestly, that's, like, not bad. News memes. I would be... I, <laughs> there should be more news memes. There should not be... <laughs> Well, I mean, like, informative, accurate news memes. That could be very useful. That's a nice way to ingest the news. Yeah, okay. But I feel like you'd have to finesse it so it's not just, like, parody or satire or, like, a very divisive comment. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to be objective in meme form and the point. Maybe not the point, (laughs) but, like, the best ones are spicy, you know? Yeah, like, Maria showed me a meme today that was... Uh, like a comparison, that little comparison grid where it had like the national anthem of the U.S. compared to Good Charlotte's The Anthem. And like that could be a news meme. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it already is. One was written in the 18th century. One was written in the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Both suck. (laughs) <laughs> no, uh, the anthem by Good Charlotte slap. Yeah, I know you're like a good Charlotte stan. Uh, I was like never super into them. Wow, were you more of a simple plan guy? I was like not really into either. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. At the time I was- 41? I mean, like I was like aware and listening to all these bands, but I was never into like that early 2000s pop punk scene i wasn't super into it Uh, some bands a little bit that's fair it was it was bad it was rough (laughs) stuff dude (laughs) i know i know yeah i just yeah Hmm. i like i get it i get it i'm just glad you know i know i know i'm not delusional about (laughs) that entirely uh anyways about that at least um Back to this episode. So the kids are running around. Uh, an albino ape thing attacks them. Uh, and this is where we actually get an instance of Bobby with the good bow and the little kid with the, with the club basically being like, hey, like, do you want to take this evil monster? And they're like, oh, no, you take this evil monster. And I think that was like them acknowledging, like, oh, right, like, we have the only useful offensive Weapons. We have the only, like, they're the only ones that actually have weapons. Everyone else is, like, magical items. Uh, right, for sure. Yeah, and then they uh, they handle this albino ape thing. This is where Venture comes through and is like, all right, I'm going to make a Sorceress Storm to fuck with this newbie Dungeon Master. Uh, and TBH, Sorceress Storms are probably my favorite storms. And, of course, I'm refor- referring to when Aurora Monroe uses magic. Uh, but not in this case. This is more of a magically created weather event. All right. Uh, I didn't understand <laughs> any of that, but sure, go off. So, Rora Monroe is Storm from the X-Men, uh, a sorcerer Storm. She is known to be, in some timelines, able to use magic. Oh, I, okay, I see. That's really cool. Yeah, dude, Storm's, like, literally the best comic book character ever. Um, so, anyway, uh, the storm happens, and Eric is attuned to the weather and like knows that this is actually Venger's storm and not an act of nature. True, 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 true. And yeah, he, uh, he like magically dispels it. Yeah. And um, yeah, he uses his hand because uh, his hands are super powerful sometimes. Just the hands, um, just the hands. Just the hands. And uh, the shadow demon goes off and tells Venger that this guy has a lot of power. 
Um, and his master's like, you know what? Don't worry. He has no experience. He's going to fuck up, whatever. Um, at some point, the magician pulls a flying carpet out of his hat. But for some reason, they don't take it. No, dude. So it's actually, I thought this was kind of funny because he makes a flying carpet so they can get to this dark haven place quicker. But then the flying carpet grows wings and just gets the fuck out of there. It's <laughs> basically like, oh, peace. Yeah. So they decide to take a giant chicken. Yeah, Eric summons like a big old cock to fly him about. <laughs> Which is what happens. Yeah, we love a big old cock. Exactly, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, so while they're on this chicken thing flying through the air, a red dragon materializes out of nowhere and starts shooting fire at them. Also, this fucking uh, red dragon was brown. Hella brown. <laughs> Was it? I Maybe thought, it was like burnt sienna. Yeah, it could have been like a burgundy situation or something, but I I thought I felt more brown. Yeah, well, uh, you should write Michael Reeves and complain. Uh, yeah, my boy Reeves. Um, but <laughs> the guy who wrote this episode. Right, of course. Which we didn't, I forgot to jujul Michael Reeves. That was silly of me. Uh, That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Uh also, it could be that maybe their classification of red dragons because it breathes fire. Yeah. Or it could be, like, red with anger or something. Yeah, yeah. Bitchy dragon, red dragon. Um, so, as this dragon is attacking them, they all jump off of the bird and start falling from the sky. Um, and they're like, Eric, do something. Like, save us. And he's like, I can't. Uh, which is pretty embarrassing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy with the hat actually pulls through for once and produces a parachute. Uh, and yeah. And yeah, and, safe. yeah. You know, Eric kind of keeps falling down. He's almost going to die. But then the ranger dude in true action movie moment, it's, it was pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. He ties the, like, the one strand of the parachute that he has to his feet so his hands are free to, like, shoot some energy arrows to make, like, a yeah. cushion. Which also, like... That was tight. It was tight, but also this fucking bow can, like, do anything. and can make, like, a soft landing bed as well as, you know, shoot lasers. Well, and this guy is just super with it. He seems to, like, know how to defuse or a situation or solve a problem really quickly. Yeah, yeah, he's a little, he's a little bit perfect in an annoying way. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> What's his name? Ethan, uh, Jake, no. Ethan, <laughs> <laughs> Chad. I don't know. Hank, Hank, Hank. Hank. Okay, there we go. Hank. I like Hank. I like Hank as a name. It's a good, it's a good one syllable name. And if you were gonna like hook up with someone, you could be like, I'm into some hanky panky. There you go. Yeah, yeah, and then never get laid. <laughs> if I do a hank that said like one has some hanky panky I'd be like please leave sir <laughs> you wouldn't be into that I mean it would like that be like now that I said it I was like that'd be kind of charming I might be into it <laughs> if it was said if it was said correct if it was said like in a self-aware kind of like tongue-in-cheek way yes if they were being serious and like thought that was like mildly like sexy or attractive Probably not. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, yeah, no. Um, so Hank saves them. Eric is super pissed off and depressed about being a shitty dungeon master. Um, they're actually kind of kind to him and they're like, listen, it takes time. Like, not everyone can be the perfect dungeon master right away. Right, right. That being said, the redhead girl, Sheila, because I think like Eric's is something to the effect of like, oh man, like I wish I was dead. And she gives a kind of like, it's okay. Like, she's a little bit annoyed by it. It's like, whoa, dude. He's he's mildly suicidal here. Throw him a bone. Yeah, have some compassion, Sheila. Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Sheila's kind of a bitch name. It's super true. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This Sheila also, like, a little bland. I'm not super into Sheila. Yeah, she's allegedly a thief, but I haven't seen her stealing anything. Yeah, I didn't see her do no crime. Get out of here. <laughs> that would at least make her, you know, something. Yeah, exactly. She would be kind of queer, because, like, as we all know, crime is queer. Well, 
I just felt like this episode focused so heavily on Eric. It was kind of hard to get a sense of who the other characters were. That's true. That's true. It was very much, yeah, focused on him kind of situation. Yes. So they arrive at some sort of precipice and see yet another very huge, very fascist-looking castle. Yeah, this is like... this Dark Haven. Yeah, this one's like a pretty fascist fortress. It's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fascist fortress. Right. Uh, giant fascist <laughs> fortress. Uh, and somehow it took Venger, who can fly and shit, as long as the kids to get here... Uh, so he also, like, busts in through the roof of Darkhaven, like, right as they're getting there. Yeah. Um, so, Venger basically tells Shadow Demon that because this place is so big, they're gonna have to follow the kids because the kids know where to go. Um, and, uh, in, as they're searching for it, they go on some raft thing. Apparently there's, like, water under the castle which is kind of cool yeah it's like a yeah an underwater or a, kind of a not really a moat situation i just think moats and castle moats and castles uh so yeah they go on this uh, raft thing and like a, an octopus cracking the thing attacks mm-hmm. uh but they're good so, you know eric's like you know bam with my magical powers uh and they eventually make it to this ceremonial looking golden grimoire golden grimoire sorry uh room <laughs> uh and that's where like you know eric and using his dungeon master powers like oh sweet i'll open a portal to back to the real world yes um so as they've created this portal eric tells them that they have to leave their weapons uh behind and uni as well uh, Bobby's super bummed about this, but apparently Uni can't survive in their world, and the magic will protect her. I don't know. Yeah, some, some bullshit. bullshit like that. I was <laughs> I was glad to know Uni would die in our world. You know, it was comforting. <laughs> yeah, Uni will make it. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Bring me along. <laughs> um. So the evil dude busts in, comes in, basically fucks with their portal takes their weapons and the golden grimoire so they pretty much like boofed this whole situation yeah yeah and eric being the only one with like some uh, power like kind of takes on avenger in a wizard battle but he's kind of a pussy and doesn't kind of get anywhere uh and he actually kind of had like a funny line where he's like only one of us is going to survive this fight and it's not going to be me <laughs> and he goes like oh that's not right uh it, it was yeah. it, it was a funny line uh and as this is happening i do like how Diana, without her weapon, is the only, you know, one able to do anything because she's so hell acrobatic. Uh, So she's kind of, like, just uses her acrobatic skills to hop around and go grab their weapons and shit. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that was a good moment for her because she's, you know, capable without these magical tools that they got from, you know, a mysterious troll. Oh, for sure. Um, So Cavalier, Eric, goes for the grimoire and uses it as a shield just in the nickel back of time. Right. As uh, Venger was going to blast him with his magic. Um, so he literally used knowledge as his shield. Right. Prophecy comes true. Uh, I love a little, I love a good liber- literal prophecy. <laughs> so literal. Uh, soups lits. Uh, <laughs> not soups illits, which is totally different. Yeah, soups elites, uh, we talk about that a lot we do, when we we're do. discussing we Gem. Right. Uh, anyway, so yeah, the Grimoire is destroyed. That leads to a self-destruct sequence up in Darkhaven. And uh, the kids get out because Eric, actually in a pretty smooth move, kind of creates a little cool little whirlwind thing. He transports them away. Uh, and then the castle blows up, but then transforms into a giant shadow avenger. That, like, Shadow that of Venger, not Shadow Avenger. Uh, it was sick. But also, it was, like, one of those that just kind of looms over them and then dissipates. And I was like, oh, what was that? You know, did he die Yeah, there? I guess it was his ghost. Yeah, exactly. But I don't think he's dead. Yeah, he's definitely going to rematerialize. Right, okay. So just temporarily Because, like, is he, cause is he even truly alive? Like, I, I don't know. I thought so. In the human sense of, you know, like, maybe he can, he's, like, projecting his soul 
or some like diabolical side of him, but like really he's safe in the pits of hell. That could be true. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what plane of reality he's really vibing on. Uh, and it also could be he's, you know, as did Wikipedia describe him as a force of evil? So he might be yes. kind of tied to the literal like dimension. You can't really kill him because how do you really destroy evil? Right. Evil will always persist. Persist, prevail, hopefully. <laughs> prevail. Uh, <laughs> and keep sure. partying. Evil will also keep partying. Yes. Um, so they don't make it home. It just seems like they're stuck in this perpetual state of purgatory. Right. They Yeah, they might have died at that amusement park. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's a twist. That's a twist. So it's like a total lost situation. Um, so Eric is like, yeah, I really blew it. Like, fuck. And then the dungeon master is like, no, actually, you did a pretty good job. And the episode kind of ends. Yeah, it's basically it. I, I will say as um, Eric seems to, like, hold on to some residual magical power. Uh, oh, I like this line because dungeon master tells him, once you're touched with power, you are never again the same. And it's like. I get it, girl. I totally get it. Uh, <laughs> once, you're, once you take some power, you know, it changes you. Uh, On what level have you gained power? I was referring to butt sex as uh, touched by power in this situation, Jocelyn. No. <laughs> I thought you were referring to you being a witch. Oh, no, your no, delusional no, no. mind. Uh, well, I mean, I'm a witch in the sense of, like, witches do butt stuff. <laughs> and that's just a fact. Sure. Uh, yeah. Gem girls fact. Gem girls fact. Witches love anal. Uh, anyways, as he's <laughs> as he's doing this little spell, I do think he says sperm like three times at the end. <laughs> sperm. Also, I will say that on the record. I'm going to say that on the record. Something something spermy was said. We will put a clip. Yeah, we'll, we'll play the clip. See if we'll you're right. We'll run the tape. Run the tape. Run the tape. Get the receipts. Yeah, the, the audio receipts. That's time. This is it. Gang, we're going home. Kupira Alkushu. Askopati Akamato. So, who do we think is the baddest bitch of the episode? Uh, good question. Um, I, you know, you could say Avengers horse. I like this. I really like this horse quite a bit. Uh, you can, I didn't even clock it. Oh, uh, the, the, the horse. I actually watched like another episode afterwards. So I was like, yo, this show's kind of good. Uh, and there's one scene in the following episode where you really get a good look at that horse. And like I said, that horse is deezed. Look at my horse. My uh, horse amazing. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, so yeah, yeah the baby, I didn't I can see it, the horse. so I can't speak to it. Right, right, right. Also, Diana, she had a good moment. Yeah, I kind of want to give it to Diana, even though she wasn't a major part of this episode. She was just, like, such a badass. She was, she was, she was. I and mean, we can't, like, the other only other option is, like, Eric. But, come on, he was too whiny the entire time. And maybe Hank. But I feel like we can't give baddest bitch to a fucking white dude. Uh, we just can't. <laughs> a white blonde dude, if anything, as well. Well, okay, what about uh, the Dungeon Master? <laughs> he's a white man, but he's also, like, a, little a troll, which is a different race. Oh, right, different different species, if anything, as well. Uh, yeah. I don't want to get to Dungeon Master. Uh, okay. Let's go with Diana. I feel good about <laughs> Diana. I do, too. I liked her. I like her spot. Uh, yeah. And who do we think is the weakest bitch? I think it was kind of Cav. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, Eric, maybe Uni as well. I wasn't here for Uni. Um, okay, Uni didn't do shit, though. It yeah, was but just... she was, like, pretty whiny the entire time. Huh. She wasn't as annoying as Snarf. And honestly... That's true, which I... is, I mean, high bar. Yeah, it's a very low bar. Um, so, huh. We'll give it to Eric. We'll give it to Eric. He was the whiniest of the entire time, gifted with godlike powers, and really didn't do too much with them, quite honestly. Yeah, he was a waste. Honestly, like, the whole episode was about him, and I'm like, 
Do we not feel like this was a waste of time? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Like, in terms, not in terms of watching it, because I actually thought it was a good show. And actually, I was surprised by that, because normally, like, the 80s cartoons we watch are so bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to ask, like, yeah, like, what you thought overall. Um, And yeah, this is actually, like, this was a good episode of television right here. Yeah, um, so I thought it was, uh, you know, like, intelligent, uh, had something to say, told the story well, and, like, it left a good cliffhanger because we assume that Eric is going to continue to develop in some way. Um, but as someone who has never played Dungeons and Dragons, is this, like, does this happen in the game? Like, wh- like where do the similarities begin and end? So I have actually never played Dungeons and Dragons before. No one has ever invited me to campaign with them, which is... At this point in my life, I feel like, you know, it's like, when is it going to happen? You know, I've always wanted to play. I really have. Uh, huh. I'm not really I know a lot of elements of the show, like, the, like not necessarily, the, like, the creatures. Like, I don't think Venger is from um, Dungeons & Dragons. But there is a dragon that's, like, also one of their nemeses, uh, Tiamat. I think, like, Tiamat, one yeah. is from uh, Babylonian mythology, but also is a evil dragon in Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, as well as all of, like, the, the hero, the characters' classifications, I'm pretty sure are classes in Dungeons & Dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably, like, other shit like that, you know? Like, maybe some of the settings, some of the creatures. But I don't think, you know, Dungeons & Dragons doesn't necessarily have uh, a troll dungeon master thing that, like, helps you along. There is a dungeon master, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But he's just, like, a kind of a, almost like a fellow player. Uh, and I don't think there's, like, necessarily always, like, a Venger analog. Yeah. Um, I know that, you know, that, like, I, I don't know what it's actually called, but chaotic, chaotic good and, like, chaotic neutral and stuff right, like right, that. Right. I just didn't feel like there were enough types of evil. Like, we have, like, is that sort of code or whatever apparent in this show? What do you mean there weren't enough types of evil where you're, like, in the episode? Well, yeah, because if there's, like, a bunch of different types of players or people or characters where you're chaotic good, chaotic neutral, whatever, um, lawful good, like, wouldn't that be more reflected in their characters on the show? Yeah, and I think, like, you can very much take that approach in actual Dungeons & Dragons, but also this was a kid's show, and they couldn't really you know, do certain things or had to, like, follow... They had to, they had to follow a certain format. And apparently, Eric is su- was such a windy bitch in overall because the show had to include an element where the whiner is always wrong and the group is always right because uh, I think, like, the FTC or some sort of parents group wanted that idea reinforced or they had to reinforce that in their programming, which I think is pretty fucked up. That whining is bad. Whining is bad, but also, like, contrarian opinions are wrong, basically. Oh, interesting. It's essentially, you know, reinforcing the status quo. Like, the group is right, not the dissenter. Mm. That's so weird. Super weird. And, like, I don't know. I hate parents' groups. Me too, dude. (laughs) Like, could you shut the fuck up? Not everything is about you. Yeah, it's not about your kids either, especially not your kids. (laughs) Very little is actually about them. Yes. Yeah, so Aside little. from your life, nothing else. Yeah. Because like anyway. those types of parents, like their whole life for their children, which like don't get me wrong, that's great if you're living your life like that. But also, I think it's a little bit maybe more well adjusted to have your life than also your children's lives. Yeah. Okay. So semi related to this, but I was thinking about how drag queens from RuPaul's Drag Race end up having young viewers, uh, young fans. And then, like, there's this expectation that, like, they have to be good role models or the sense that they have to be, like, you know, good for kids. But also they're fucking drag queens. Dude, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't care for that in the slightest. You have to be good for kids. Like, yeah, they're drag queens, you know? Like, they are, one, they're performers, but they're also kind of adult entertainment. Exactly. And, like, obviously drag is so much more than that, but, like, 
drag queens, you know, say pretty edgy shit and like, yeah, do yeah. pretty edgy shit. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe I, I should uh, reword myself in that drag queens aren't necessarily adult entertainment, but drag culture is definitely that's a part of a that's a strong part of drag culture. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, and again, I'm not here. F- yeah. I'm not here for children dictating anything. Yeah, and also what? A kid hears a swear word or something, I think they're going to be okay. Yeah, they'll hear it from somewhere else in, like, a much worse context. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? I'd rather my kids hear, learn their profanities from drag queens who I trust to use them in creative ways. <laughs> And at least, like, subversive ways, you know? Or, True. Like, you know? Like, yeah, like, know, you know, like... Not some, like, old man in a greasy fucking tank top yelling at his wife. Dude, fucking old men in greasy tank tops. The worst. <laughs> you can't get a handle on them either because they're so slippery and greasy. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, really gross. <laughs> Anyway, uh, with all that said and done, we've reached the end of another episode of Gem Girls Podcast. If you liked what you heard, and obviously you liked what you heard, Obvi. every word that pours from our mouths is fucking gold. Um, we're the grimoire, you know? We're like oh, yeah. the living grimoire. The hella gay, the the gay grimoire. Yeah. Um, if you liked all of that, uh, check us out on social media. We're at Gem Girls Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. And you can look at our website, gemgirls.com. And of course, while you have accessed the information superhighway via your phone or smart device, or wherever you may be listening to this podcast from, you should take a moment before heading to our social media channels and website, obviously, because you now have the impulse and desire to do that. This whole, this last <laughs> hour has been a, uh, a hypnosis tape Um, (laughs) anyways while you're doing that make sure to rate us and review us wherever you're listening to this podcast uh and by rate us and review us we mean five stars and a positive review and by positive review i mean at least three sentences with adjectives that skew positive and nouns that are flattering yes and you can write us an ode yeah you can write us you know just you know some sort of praiseful poem. Yeah, a prayer. Oh, yeah, like a votive prayer. (laughs) I love those. Please, we need it. We do, we do. It fuels us, it sustains us, keeps me young. Uh, So, yeah, I guess uh, after you've done that and uh, we've come to the end of this episode. So, until next time, stay Stay outrageous. outrageous.